to the North Portland Mexican Show. I'm your host, Eric. And Paolo. And uh, we have two guests today. We're just chilling. It's a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought today was Father's Day, but it's next weekend. So. Is it next weekend? Next weekend. So, uh, But uh, I, got a good, uh, I got a good homie of ours that we grew up from St. John's, our first guest. Really from St. John's. Seriously. He's an OG from St. John's. Okay. So uh, I got young Damien here. What's good? How you guys doing, man? I miss you guys. I know it's been a couple years, but uh, I'm happy to be here and talk some shit and have fun and, you know, talk about music. And, you know, like, I can see, I'm looking around here and I'm just seeing a lot of, like, you know, posters and, like, flyers on the wall. Like, you know, a lot of things that I grew up with, that you guys grew up with. And it's really cool because, like, I'm already just talking to you guys about, like, bringing up stuff like Doobie and uh, Little Bruce and like just brings back like so many memories and like you know like this over here too in too deep man that's another <laughs> JT is like one of the underrated oh one I know of the, he is I swear that's still somebody I almost got a chance to do music with JT I still have hope I will get to do music with JT one day bro he's a legend cold JT uh, the bigger figure? No, not JT. JT from In Too Deep. Uh, oh, I mean, he JT kind of... Latino oh, Velvet Clica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, I also have a guest too. I got Rigo, my brother. Big Rig. Hey, you know? hey, how's it going? We uh, we, we some big uh, Bay Area hip-hop fans here, so mm-hmm. I'd figure, why not? Let's just, yeah, that's true. You know, we got we got a we got a we got Damien, man. I'm telling you, I've been looking for this guy forever. Found him, and <laughs> I know I haven't seen him for ages too. So I wanted to bring him in here. So decade, I was I was hiding from the world. I was too scared. I was like my music. I was like, damn it. No, the truth is, I went and had a family and had kids, and uh, that's one thing that uh, I focus on. Like even my lady always, uh, my ex lady. She always would uh, tell me, like, I'm sorry that I made you, uh, you know, chase, you were chasing your dreams. I'm sorry I stopped you from it. I was like, you never stopped me from it. Because, uh, you know, like, that 2011 was when we put out the Grimey and Tone G. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tone G. I love that guy. That's, like, my, like, good friend. Also, you know, like, my brother, man. Like, you guys know Tone, too. You guys oh, yeah, family yeah. straight up. And uh, that's, uh, that's my dude. But, uh me and him got a chance to like really do something big that was so cool you know like he always he was trying to tell me too last time i hung out with him he was he was in his feelings a little bit but i told him nah he was like man you did music with me and he was like you just i was like no i didn't i wanted to do music with you what did he say he said that I just wanted to do music with him just because I felt bad. And I said, no. It's because when we were kids, man, we were recording on karaoke machines. I, re- I remember that time. I remember you know? Yeah, so we were karaoke machine, and uh, we were recording in his house. We were also recording in a little shed outside his backyard. Oh, okay. We had all the homies and stuff. We were in, the, in a shed where they hanged. Just had the uh, microphone just dangling from the What ceiling. year, bro? What year was this? This was back in, like, two thousand. 2001. It was middle school years. Yeah, back uh, even before 2000. Wow. I remember when I first met him. You guys were recording at. It was where well, you guys were staying by that park. I forgot the name of the park. Oh, that was over there by uh, Trenton. Not Trenton. This was back in uh, the woods by the woods. Yeah, uh, Pier Park. Pier Park. Okay. Yeah, hey, you guys were recording. That's when uh, Tone G took me over. He's like, yeah. oh, he's like. I got a friend, he raps and stuff, and then yeah. that's when you were, I'm like, oh shit. I was always a dude, he, he, with he the, used to with be like, cassettes. rap, and he always would put me on the spot, man, like, I would, I would hate it, because, like, I wasn't, I'm somebody that's, like, 
I was, I can do it, but I'm like also very critical. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll write shit, but I can freestyle for days. I could like rap circles and freestyle just by looking at shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, his ass would uh, put me on the spot. Like uh, he, mommy can rap. I'm like there'd be like a cute girl. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> everywhere we go, like I've had battles back in the day where like uh, at bus stops or battling hood dudes and then the next day you find out the hood dudes you're rapping with you get on the bus and then you find out those hood dudes were shot up and like it was it was that bad bro it was like god damn like it was a freestyle battle like and uh it was always it, it, i wasn't the best i i i i was always trying to like make myself better but like i, I give it up to tom because he was somebody where he believed in me as like, when we were kids he wasn't trying to like rap he was the one that was trying to record me. So he's a pub daddy. He want yeah. He was the pub daddy. Like, he, was, <laughs> he, go. got, he got he got a keyboard. He went. He started out with a keyboard making beats, and then uh, we were learning about like Acid Pro, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. and um, recording like learning the trick. We were kids. We didn't know shit about it, bro. Like different than today. We right? were lear- we were basically just trying to learn. But what was cool when we were in high school? We also were in high school. You guys know Immaculate. Okay, yeah, Mackie yeah, was right. somebody who grew up with. His ass was, um, he was on another level. Like that guy was doing big things when we were learning shit, and uh, he never had time for us because we were always like, well, "Check us out," but like you know. Yeah. But Tone G wanted to make beats, and I, you know, he believed in me. I believed in him. I pushed him. Like you know, it wasn't like thinking back. If we listen to that shit now, and laugh because it was. Corny, but yeah, it, was corny. it was the start, you know. People liked it. We were doing the tapes on the karaoke machine. We were bringing the tapes to school, giving them out. We had a homeboy that used to literally bring a backpack with a radio. Oh, <laughs> he didn't bring any of us to work. He was the teacher would be like, he'd be like, I need a pencil. And the teacher was like, Do well, you not bring a pencil? He was like, Yeah. And then he'd be like, um, I need a piece of paper. And she was like, you don't have any, like, loosely paper. What the fuck is nah. your backpack? And then she goes, what's in your backpack then? He goes, oh, man, it's my radio. And she goes, you don't bring any of your school supplies? He goes, this is all I need. This is all I need. <laughs> we would literally walk around the school and just bump our shit. And it was like, we would record shit, we would bring it to the school and, like, show people, like, it, it was awful. Because, like, as you can say, like, I was still trying to learn my learn. Cause I was doing music when I was like a kid, like when I was a little kid. I, I like, we all like Michael Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. Every Michael Jackson was the biggest. I listened to the Jackson Five. I, you know, wanting to like do the singing thing, and then another thing that inspired me really was Bone Thugs and Harmony. It still was a, the biggest thing. Still to this day, like I got them tattooed on my stomach. And, says a lot right there. And I really, really like. I got to meet. I met them like good, like four times. I went to like. About like ten of their shows, and I got to meet all of them. They, when they was always, the first time you met them, or I saw them? them? Saw them? I, I met Bone Thugs back in the first time, 2013. Mm-hmm. I, I went to like a show back in like the mid 2000s, but then I, I always wanted to see them when I was a kid. But my parents never, you know, they were not gonna let me. I was really sheltered when I was young. They didn't, they didn't even like me going to Tone G's house when I was in middle school. My dad would be like, "Don't, don't go," you know. <laughs> Always sheltering me. Be careful because they knew, you know, if I'm out there, I'm doing bad. I'm drinking, yeah. which, you know, which Tone, G, Tone G's was the house because there was always parties and shit. We were drinking That's liquor. That's true. We were the parents, and as long as we were there not doing anything bad, it was cool. That is and, true. Uh, doing music was like this shit. But, like, yeah, I met Bone Thugs in 2013 was the first time I met them. And I met them all five of them. So it was really cool. Got to nice. chop it up with all of them. I got pictures and then with them. And, 
Every that was I before Fleshable and died, or no, no, he, he was in prison. He oh, was, he's in prison. He did ten years. He was from. Oh no, no, he's not dead, right? I'm I tripping. Okay, my bad, bro. I was thinking of three six mafia. Man, you already killing them all? No, 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 no. My bad. They're still going hard, but no, 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 I'm not tripping. No, because a lot of people always because he was gone. Yeah, he probably assumed he was dead. He had an album. It was it was dope. It was a purple one. I remember. Yeah, that one was the the Trues Humbly United Gathering Souls, the Thugs. It was the one he had. He had came out, right? Yeah, he had a big pun. On there, fat yeah, show. Yeah, I had really? the Reverend Ron from Run DMC was on there. Yeah, they had a music video. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, he was like the way. That's what kind of got. What was cool about Bone Thugs? What I liked about their music was they had, they were hard. They were thugs, mm -hmm. but then they had that spiritual shit. You know, we yeah, all harmony. we all we had. We, we come from family that believe in that. My family, my dad opened up churches and shit. So like, they instilled that in me. So like. They didn't like rap music, but it was something that I could show them. Like, listen, this is just not all about that. They're teaching, like, in their music, they exactly. taught about, you know, you know, God and stuff. So, like, that was really important to me. And uh, so, as, you know, as the time's gone, they have, like, songs about death and stuff. So, like, their music just always talked to me, you know. Like, as, as the years passed, they were rapping fast, but, like, it was, like, Oh man, that's different. You know, I want yeah, to try yeah. to do that. I'm gonna write the raps. I didn't know what they were saying. I was making up my own words. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just putting my own words in there. I still, still to this day, none of us really know what fucking Busy Bone was saying, and a lot of his songs, like you hear, it, you're like, it's but dope that Easy E got him. He has it. No, yeah. I was just watching an interview with his ass too. He was saying, he goes, I'm saying shit. Y'all just, I'm over your head with it. Like he's exactly. saying things, but he's he. I like study some of the shit. Like sometimes he'll break it down, and you're just. Whoa! Yeah, like he broke it down for you, and like you thought he was just mu mumbling, mumbling some stuff, but it wasn't. He was actually saying stuff, and I was like, "All right, cool. I like, I like that." Like he now he he slowed it down for people to hear. Mm -hmm. he, he did it slow, and he uh, people were just like, "Dang," you know. But uh, who's your favorite member? My favorite member, dude. It always changes. It always changes. But it was funny because they they say this is the weakest member of them all, and uh, I. They say that Wishbone was the weakest one. Okay. As the years gone by, but when I was a little ass kid, for some reason, I, his style was tight. Yeah, you know, he had that. It was like you know, like. Uh, but uh, I go. I would say. Did you guys hear Eminem dis diss them? No. no. Under his, his newest album, Eminem. Okay, he, okay. It was like a diss shout out, but he said he said that uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. He said. He named them all, but he said all of them suck compared to his. That they all can't beat Crazy Bone, because mm -hmm. Crazy Bone is one of the ones that had the bigger albums. Crazy Bone had the most albums. Did the did the probably made the most money because he he left the group went mm -hmm. solo. They had they were beefing with him for the longest time, and he was beefing with them, and they still went on big. They were doing music mm -hmm. with Mariah Carey and shit, and like Crazy yeah. Bone was just underground. Made his own. He brought up his own. Yeah, Mr. Capone type shit. Yeah, he, was, he, was, yeah. he, he signed with them. Yeah. Oh, he, he went in. I so, they were they were on a radio station when when they were doing their album like in 2010, and this one host I forgot who it was something Kev from I, I forgot where, and he goes he starts going in on Busy Bone. He's like, well, why were you doing music with Capone? And Busy Bone loses his shit. He goes, bro, he said, do not diss my friend. Capone is my friend, bro. Yeah. And he goes, I don't like that you are dissing him. He's like, he's a real artist, <laughs> and he goes, I'll ride for him. He goes, he goes, watch what you say. Because the dude was going in on was making fun. He was like, okay. How can you? Because everybody, me? everybody, everybody makes fun of Mr. Capone. Yeah, for some no, the busy bone like went in on the wow. dude. The dude was like, wow, all right, that's a soft spot. He was like, say, like, that's my friend. 
He's like, cut that shit. And I was like, damn. And it was funny, though. But, uh, yeah, no, like, I would say Crazy Bone. I, I, I changed it. Throughout the years, yeah. I changed. I still can't. But I will tell you this. The main Bone member still, a lot of people don't know, the, the one who repped it, the one who was at every single show, the one that was on every single album, Lazy Bone. That's what I was going to say. Lazy Bone is the heart of Bone. He's the one that made the group. Because you got to think, so Lazy Bone is the young brother of Flesh and Bone. Flesh mm. and Bone is his older brother. Wishbone is his cousin. Okay. Crazy Bone went to middle school with Lazy Bone. And uh, Crazy Bone, uh, in middle school, I guess, they met in middle school. They were rapping. And uh, they, were, they were both were like, you know, trying to rap. They didn't really know each other. Then Crazy, Flesh and Bone was in middle school with them, too. So Crazy Bone had another class of Flesh. And uh, Flesh and Bone was hearing Crazy Bone rap. And uh, Flesh and Bone was like, I rap too, you know. And he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, he was like, you, I should connect you with my, my brother. And he was like, who's your brother? He was like, his name is, you know, they, they didn't call Lazy and Crazy back then. But, mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, what, that's your brother? And then they met up and they started as a group. And, like, at the time, Busy Bone was just a little ghetto kid because his ass was... Kidnapped. Kidnapped. He was a foster. He was mm-hmm. a foster kid. Yeah. And um, he was out. He was in the streets. He basically didn't like his. He was mad at his mom for his mom putting him in those situations where yeah. he got kidnapped. Was mm-hmm. So he was basically since a little ass kid just running around, and his mom knew Lazy Bone's mom. So he was just a little kid that used to like come stay the night, and uh, Crazy Bone would meet up with Lazy Bone and Flash, and they would like talk about music, and they were like, "Let's make a group," and uh, they were like. They were like, we need like four or five of us. And they were like, well, I'll get my cousin to rap Bushbone. And then Bushbone was always hanging around. And like, all right. And then they were singing. They were kind of doing their little singing. From like, and then uh, he was like, we need something else. We need like another voice. And then uh, Busybone was just somebody that would stay there. And he would, Busybone was actually trying to sing when he was a little kid. And Busybone was like, this kid can kind of sing. Crazy Bone was like, no, I'm trying to really do this serious, bro. Just who the hell is this little ass fucking dirty kid? <laughs> like, like, for real, like, <laughs> make, 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 make fun of Busy Bone. And then Lazy Bone was like, nah, bro. Like he, and he was like, he's kind of good, bro. And Busy Bone was like, I can rap too. And then they brought him to a little, little, and then he was like, let me hear what you could do. And they said, and they they came up with a technique. They would all finish each other's verses, and they just like mastered it but like I would say yeah Lazy Bone was the one behind, behind it all he's like gave him the bone name and shit mm. and, uh, Oh, sure. He named them all. Yeah, Busy Bone, Busy Bone was hard. He yeah, had some really good, like the way crazy. he rapped. There was a remember that album that came out in 02, Thug World or what was it called? Uh, you know, was it Thug uh, World? Thug World. Uh, Thug World Order was that the yeah, Bone yeah, album yeah. or was that? Busy there was a song I, I don't know the top album. of my head, but Busy Bone comes in and the beats like he was like he just attacked it, bro. When he came in, I was like, I remember buying that shit. I bought that shit at Target at Jesse's. <laughs> now, when when CDs were popular, you, yeah, you no, would skip school to like, go buy a CD. Exactly, bro. That's uh, no, it, it, that's what, like when I met them all too. Like when I showed them my tattoo, it was funny because like I remember uh, what they what they say when they saw it. You guys want to know the funny story? So like I got the tattoo and shit, right? Yeah, I got them all to sign it. So when I got the tattoo, I had backstage passes because they were all five from the town. So I had my backstage pass and I brought like a bunch of CDs. To have them sign I was like, fuck him, I have them sign my CDs. I was so happy. This was the first time I met him. And uh, I bought the backstage pass. So the, app, the backstage thing was for, before they said it was the be- beginning of the show. So I showed up to the Roseland, right? And then they were like, sorry, Bone Thugs are going to, they pushed it to do it after the show. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm here early. So 
I see one of my good friends. I don't know if you guys know Derek Palmer. He's a white dude from the north. Hangs out with Tony G. I, he, I, he, he's done music. He's a DJ. Yeah. He's doing a lot of things. He's a real cool dude. Um, I love you, Derek. But God damn it! Uh, I I almost lost my chance because like we're at the Rosen, right? We're upstairs, the little balcony. We're drinking, mm-hmm. we're having a good time. The show's cracking. He has another friend who's there with another girl. We're all so I'm having the CDs in my hand, and I put my backstage pass in my bag with my CDs, right? And Derek was like, "Bro, I got a jacket. I'll hold your CD so you can enjoy your drink, your drink, and now have that shit and trying to enjoy the show." I was like, "Oh yeah, here you go, bro." I mean, he put the CDs in his pocket and shit, and then he was like, bro, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. He went with the homie to go smoke a cigarette. I'm watching the show. I don't smoke, so I'm just trying to enjoy the show. So they go smoke a cigarette and shit. And then I'm watching the show. I'm like, where the fuck are these motherfuckers at? I'm like holding their seats and shit. I'm like, where are these fools at? And I'm thinking, you know, I'm not even realizing my tickets in that fucking Oh, shit. And they're not coming back. And I'm... I'm literally the tattoo's fresh because I literally got it like two days before because maybe I begged my brother to tattoo because oh. I was like I'm gonna have him sign it, bro. And my brother was like he didn't want to do it. Yo. He I begged it, my brother hard and he did it. He was like I was like I got the ticket, bro. So um, at the end of the show, they're like everybody needs to leave. The security are screaming, get the fuck out of here. People who have the backstage passes come line up right here. And I'm like trying to I'm like oh shit. At the time I didn't have Derek's number. So I'm, I'm losing. I'm like, where's this fool's out? I was like, my ticket. It was in that bag. Where the fuck? And I'm like, I'm tripping. And I'm like, I want to see Bone. That's my channel. All five in town. And I'm like, the show is awesome. I'm sitting there. I'm trying to get backstage. And I'm telling the security, hey, man, I have my ticket. I don't have it. I was like, is there any way you could look it up? And at the time, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it with my credit card or anything because my sister-in-law got it for me. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, fuck. What am I going to do? They're like, you ain't got your ticket. You got to go. And they start bringing police in to get people out. And I, I was like, bro, please, I showed the security my tattoo. And he was like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Get out now. Oh. And he's like, the police are in the, in the corner in the, somewhere else dealing with some other people. And he was like, oh, I'm going to have, you got to leave. I'm going to get them to take you out, bro, if you don't leave. And I'm sitting there, I'm not fucking, and I'm telling the security, I'm not fucking going anywhere, bro. I'm going back there. I don't give a fuck. You see the fucking and tattoo. Yeah, and then I was like, I don't care. And I went and I stood with all the people that were having shit. And he was like, Bro, if you ain't got your ticket, and everybody had their ticket and shit, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, are you fucking serious? And I'm losing it, and then I see one of the roadies, and uh, this guy, he's still, he's like their DJ, his name is DJ Position, but at the time, he was like a roadie of theirs, and um, he does music with them, he's a good friend of theirs, he's like all with them everywhere they go, and at the time, I was seeing him on stage, when Bone were performing, I remember seeing the guy on the side of the stage and shit, just like, you know. I seen him at the little order they sell CDs and shirts and shit. So I see this guy and I'm just like, and I look at him and he has a Bone Thug shirt on. He has his backstage pass. He's just like mobbing through the dance floor and shit. And I said, "Hey man!" And he looks at me and I go, "Hey bro!" I was like, "Man, I don't have my backstage pass, man." But hey, and I showed him the tattoo and he looks at me and I was like, "Bro, is there any way you can like?" And then the security is like, "No, stop! You gotta fucking go." And the guy goes like this. You got bone thugs tatted on you, bro? And he goes like this. He goes, hey, bro, he's with me. And the security goes, no. And the guy goes, he's with me. Come on, bro. And he grabs me, and we just mob right through the security. And the security's like, no, this is not. And he don't have a pass. And the guy goes, no, he's with us. I'm with bone thugs. He's with us. And, and these people are still in line waiting to go see bone. 
and I get to overpass all of them, and I go through the security, I'm looking at them, and I look at the security, I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, and I'm like talking shit, because I'm drunk, I'm like, yeah, bitch, and he's, he's fuming, bro, and I'm just like, god damn, and just, I'm like, dang, he was like, my last position, I'm like, he was like, bro, he was like, that's a dope-ass tap, bro, come on, and we go, and the Roseland, when you go to the backstage, you go like down these stairs, it's like a, you, I'm like walking down these stairs. I'm like, dude, this is the moment. Dude, I've listened to these guys since I was like seven years old, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, goddamn, I'm about to meet my fucking. Like, I met all my, a lot of like famous people. In my life. I met a lot, and uh, a lot. As I've done music with like my favorite artists, but like Bone was something special. Exactly. When I got to meet them, bro, I remember. And the guess who used to go down the stairs? They open this door or their backstage. They're there with their posse and there's bitches with them and they're smoking Halloween. They all have bottles of Patron and Hennessy. They have their own bottles. They're they're fucking stars. They're living the rock it stars, up. Yeah. And they're just there. And the first person who's standing by the door, looking all bored and just you know, pissed off, and she's just standing there, Crazy Bone. Um, <laughs> he opens the door and Crazy Bone's standing there. And then the his physician tells Crazy Bone, Bro, he's like. He was like, you got to meet this kid right here, bro. And Crazy Bone looks at me up and down like, who's this fat motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he got something to show you. You're going to trip. Crazy Bone looks at me. You know how he's all serious looking yeah. at me. Looking at me like, he, he, I remember he's standing like this. He's like, bro, this fool's going to show you something. You're going to trip. And Crazy Bone's like, what are you going to show me, bro? <laughs> you're going to show him the tattoo. He's like, and then he like cracks a little smile. I was like, oh shit, damn, all right. And then I was like, bro, I was like, can you sign my tap, bro? I'm gonna go get it tattooed tonight. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he a sharpie and shit. And I was pissed off because the CDs, I didn't have the CDs, all uh -huh. the past yeah. albums. Albums. So I brought the Creeping on the Come Up, the Eternal E99, and the uh, Art of War. This is my favorite album. I was like, have them all signed each one. I was pissed, but I was like, at least I got to get the tattoo. Wow. So he signs the tattoo. And then the next person I see is Lazy Bone, and Lazy Bone sitting on the couch, and he's with two bitches, and he's talking hella shit. He's like, "Yeah, motherfucker, yeah." And the position goes, "Hey, Lazy," and then Lazy's like, "What's up?" He goes, "You gotta see this." And Lazy Bone's like, "This is one of your biggest fans." And I was like, "I'm the biggest fan of Portland, Oregon, bro." He goes, "Oh yeah, what makes you the biggest fan?" And I showed him the tattoo. Lazy Bone, he looks at me, goes. God damn, I yo stomach, bro! I yo stomach! And I was like, he was like, he goes, it mean that much to you, man, I yo stomach, bro. He was like, man, that means a lot. I was like, he was like, what does bone mean to you? And that's, he asked that question just like that. Also, he's like, his blunt. He's like, what does bone mean to you, bro? He's like, he's just hitting his blunt, hitting his blunt. And I was like, it means everything. I was like, you guys, like, basically raised me, like, going through shit a lot. My parents, when I was young, like, because your music always. Because there, you guys are all alive. You guys are still, you guys went through a lot of shit. You guys rap with every legend in the game. Come on. Yeah. So I was like, that's huge. I was like, I was like, I try to do music too, but I'm not even going to go there. But like, you guys are fucking dope, bro. And he was like, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. And he, like, he hits the blunt. He goes, here, just for you. He gives me the blunt. And I'm like, what the fuck? Lazy ones, you give me a blunt? And I was sitting there and he goes, that's all you, bro. He was like, I'm rolling another one. He's just fucking sitting there like, the bitches are even looking at him like, you're not going to hand me the black? They didn't even give it to them. He even gives it to me. And I was like, that's tight. That and then the next one I seen was uh, Busy Bone. When I saw and Busy Bone was drunk, bro. It was fucking hilarious. There was a table of like snacks and food. And Busy Bone was sitting there. And he's like, he has a bottle of Hennessy. And he's like eating like cheese and crackers on the little tire. <laughs> and then I was like, 
I wanted to be by then I was like I was in my element you know the fool already like walked off the dude who brought me back there and like busy bone and he goes what's up? I was like oh my god bro I was like I was like can you sign my tattoo and he looks he was like oh god bless brother god bless god bless you brother he was like man that's 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 what's up, man. And I was like, bro, I was like, I'm a huge fan. I'm just happy that. And I took pictures with each member. Oh shit! Like, each one I got pictures with. And um, Busy Bone, he he grabs me. And he I remember he was stumbling and shit. And like he's literally leaning on me. He's like literally like just drunk <laughs> as fuck. And he's like, and he just smells like pure Hennessy. And he's just like, and he has it was tight because he had like a big ass gold like necklace on. It was nice, bro. Like. He was iced out. Did you go to the pit? With a bracelet. He had a bracelet on. He's, he's over there hugging me. He, we're taking pictures and shit. He's like... And then it, all he kept saying, God bless, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like funny, it was funny as hell. And I was like, man. And I was like, bro. Like, I was like, it was like the biggest dream. I, like, I just been crazy bone. Like, it was tight because out of all of them, Busy Bone was like actually hugged me and shit and was like squeezing my fucking big ass head. And shit. Busy Bone's kind of tall. And uh, and then I'm like, where's the other little motherfucker? I was like, where's Bleaching Flesh? And then I was like, I still need it. And then I see the, the, the dude for Bobby back there. I was like, where's Flesh? I'm like, damn, this is, I just, I was like, I met the top three members, but where's Flesh? And he goes, oh, they're back here in another room. And I go back in this other room, and these fools are in another room, and this room, they're hotboxing. And they have, like, four bitches with them, and they're just hotboxing. They're just passing blunts, and I'm sitting back there, and they're caught. Wishbone's coughing, and Fleshbone's talking shit to Wish, and they're a little giggling. And then I go back there, and you got to think, two out of all the members, Wish and Flesh one, those are the real ones that... They're serious. Those fools will fucking, they don't, Flesh and Bone is known for slapping his fans. If you say something wrong to him, he doesn't play. He's literally slapped. Like, uh, one time somebody asked him, why is Busy Bone not here? And he's like, what did you say? He was like, Busy Bone, why did he make the show? He goes, fuck Busy, bro. I'm Bone Thugs in Harmony. You don't like me? What, you want busy? He's a fucking slap this kid. He slaps <laughs> And that's what he's known for. And I, I knew this shit going in because he, he's, he's crazy. He's like missing the fucking screw in his head. So you're, you're mentally prepared. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right. And then I went after, I, I met Bone like four times. And every time, like, I'll tell you the other story about Wishbone is a, another motherfucker. Wishbone is, he's mean. Even busy people he's mean. He said, of all the members... Wishbone is somebody who he fights. He's a fighter. They got into it. They fought Wu Tang back in the day. They, got, uh -huh. they, had a, they had a big, they had a club thing where one of the Motug members got into it. One of the Wu Tang members and Wishbone. They said, "Fuck Bone Thugs Harmony." And Wishbone went ham and like started swinging up motherfuckers from Wu Tang. And shit. They, that's a good, yeah. yeah, crazy. I, I looked it up. I, I, I do all my research on Bone. And uh, fuck man, when I met them, it, it's funny too because. Uh, I was showing him the tattoo the lazy one pops through. He was like, hey, bro, you see the tattoo? And he goes, look at you, Flesh. He was like, they made you look all pretty. You look pretty as a motherfucker. Flesh, lazy bone. He's telling him that. He goes, ah, oh, shit. They start cracking up. And then bro was like, man, that's tight, bro. And uh, they signed it, and I took a picture uh, with those fools. I got to take a picture with Flesh and Wish. I'm in the middle of them, and they were just like, but Wish Bone's sitting down, and Flesh and Bone's like standing next to me. It was pretty tight. But uh, yeah, like, Wish Bone don't play with that. One of the, like, the second to the last time I saw them, 
we were in the same area at the Rosewood, right? And uh, I'm, I'm sitting there talking to Wishbone. I brought two of my other homies, and they were tripping because I ran into my homie who worked at John's Market, a beer store in Southwest. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way. I went to go get a beer before I went to go to the show. And I was like, yeah, because after that, I got Steve LaBelle. I don't know. He, he's the main dude. Steve LaBelle's a big... He's their, their manager. He managed Easy. E. He's always on all these hip hop shows. He's mm-hmm. a he's a white ball dude. He's yeah. a Jewish dude. Steve Lobel. Yeah. I got his email. They hooked me up with him. And ever since then, every time Bone Thugs comes comes to Portland, I email him and he puts me on the backstage pass when I get in. I get into the shows. I get to go backstage. And that's why every time after ever since 2013, and that's why I hate COVID, bro, because it fucked up all these shows. Mm-hmm. Bone Thugs were always coming like twice a year. Mm-hmm. I would go to their shows. I shit. need to go. And it was tight, bro. So one day I'm, I'm so happy. I'm like, ah, I'm about to go see Bo. Like, but man, I emailed him. He's like, we got you, bro. And um, I tell my friend he's working, and I'm like, I'm about to go. He, he goes, I'm a huge Bone fan too. And he's working, and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go to the show. He's like, right, right now. And he like tells the person, he was like, bro, do you mind if I leave work? I'm gonna go to the Rosen with Dave. He was like, can you get me backstage? I was like, I'm pretty sure they, had, they asked for I wanted to put someone in the guest list. So I brought him, and then I ran into another homie at the Rosen. I got a backstage. I do when I took him back there. I heard dirty, his name, my friend was named Dirty Doug. He's a white boy with long, curly red hair. He looks like Ritz. He looks like Ritz, the rapper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange music. He yeah. looks exactly like him. So he's, dude, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm kind of like mad because like, I bring him backstage to meet Bone. He can't contain himself. He's kind of like embarrassing me because he's just like, oh my God. He was like, oh, shit. Oh my God. He was like, he's like, I can't believe I'm sitting here chilling with Bone. Like, are you serious? And he was like, he was like, I, have, I was like, I run a beer store in Southwest, and then they almost went. They were like, because they were like, we're about to go to. He's like, bro, we'll close the store down. He was every beer, and then Wishbone and them like, we've been there before. And he was like, what? But it was funny because like Wishbone, he's like, where the fuck is my phone? And he's like, where the fuck is my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? And uh, he was like, I can't find my phone. And he was like, he was like, lock the motherfucking door. <laughs> and then I was like, what are you about to do? I was like. I was like, he was like, he was like, where's my fucking phone? And he starts looking. He's getting pissed. And I and I look at Wish and I said, what do we do, Wish? I was like, can't find your phone. And I and I was like, this is gonna be fun. I was like, because hey, I was drunk. And I was like, I was like, let's pocket. I have pocket check every motherfucker in here. Wish, Wish. <laughs> let's do it. And he was like, he looks at me and then he looks at the one of the, the, the roadies that's with him. And he tells the roadie, he was like. And I gave him the idea. I, he, said, he said, lock the doors. He's looking around. And I was like, I'll help you pocket check everybody in this bitch, which I really will. <laughs> and he looks at me, and then he looks. He was like, and he tells his brother, he was like, bro, I can't find my phone. The homie said, hey, we need to start pocket checking motherfuckers. <laughs> and he's like, I'm serious. And he's like, he's, he's getting mad, bro. And then uh, somebody yells from the corner, bro, chill the fuck out. He was like, no, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> and the guy was like, bro, chill out. He was like, no, nah, man. And he was like, bro, chill out. You gave me your phone to hold when you went to go on stage. I got your phone. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you got my phone? Give me my phone, motherfucker. And <laughs> he's like so mad because he can't find him. But he forgot he gave his phone when he went on stage to go rap. Damn. He gave the phone to the, one of the other roadie dudes. And he's telling him, chill out. He's like, no, fuck you. 
He wanted to slap somebody. Oh my god, he get hit. Hey, I was gonna say, baby, that's a fucking, that's some fucking dope shit. That's bro. a good story, bro. Hey, uh, so what other fucking fools did you fuck with? And, and, and so another one, my favorite artist of all times, rest in peace to the Jacker. I got to do music with the Jack. I got oh, you, no, man. Yeah. Shout out to the Jacker. I talked music. to Jacker like two weeks before he got killed, and yeah, uh, yeah man, like another thing too, man, like. One of the best fucking dudes. Oh, I've ate food with the jacket. Like he's bought me dinner. We went and had drinks and shit. We kicked with bitches. Like seriously, the jacket was everything, bro. Like, like when he talks about his, his music is spiritual too. It's another one artist that I relate to that spiritual shit. Like I'm not even that spiritual on my own music, but like I don't know why. But you feel the other one. Yeah, for real, it speaks to me and like. As I'm getting older, I'm, like, looking into that. This is the, I've got, like, many pictures with the Jack, but this is the last time I got to see the Jack, bro. This is actually, I saw him at a Bone Thugs and Harmony show. This is the, this is the day I met Bone Thugs and Harmony for the first time. Who was tight? Sure. This is me and Jack, bro. Let me see. This is the last time I met the Jack. I met Jack, like, seven times. Oh, oh damn. A good friend. You know, every time the Jack saw me, he's like, what's up, Danny? <laughs> he's like, man. I got him on my, my, see, I started recording a new project in 2015. And like he recorded some shit for me, like he, I got a little sample thing, and he like gives me a shout, like yeah, dang. And um, for, so I reached out to him the two weeks before he died, bro, um, because he you guys know his album he did with Ampacino called The Devil's Rejects, yeah, yeah, a classic. And um, so they were working on. I remember I was following him on Twitter at the time, and they were working on Devil's Rejects three. And he was like, yeah, we're about to start it. And I, I remember the jacket before I ever did a song with him. It was tight because he was always going to, I was paying him one day, he was going to come up to Crazinesses Pad, and we were going, and he was like, I was like, bro, how much you want? I'll, I'll shoot you like, so I got like 500 bucks, bro, I'll shoot you right now. He's like, dang, I don't want your money, bro. He's like, every time you come, every time I come out to Portland, you come to the shows, and dude, he's done shows at coffee shops, at the fucking, what's that coffee place downtown by, behind Roseland, it used to be a... A dead stock now? Yeah, it was right there by the Satyricon back in the day. It was a coffee shop, literally, somebody brought him out to do a coffee place, and... Oh, it was where the old Elvis church was at? I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. And I remember one time, so he's there, and he goes, he goes, and I'm talking to him, he's smoking a blunt and shit, where I'm like... He was like, bro, Danny. He was like, let's go get let's go get a drink. And I'm like, bro, don't stop drinking. This is a coffee shop. He's like, they got me here doing a show at a fucking coffee shop? He, he's getting kind of mad. But they paid him to come do the show. I don't know who do the show. He didn't know. He just came to collect the money and do the show, you know? Yeah. He's like, God damn. I never done a fucking show in a coffee store. This is literally a coffee store. I'm not lying to you guys. And he's like, what? And like, he it's him and he's opening up. I think Immaculate was a part of the show. And there was another like... Artists who was a who were there, they were there to see the other artists. Jacko was just somebody else added to the show, but I was there for the Jack. And I was talking to Jack, and then Jack goes, and I'm like, I get him to calm down. I was like, yeah, he was like, man, these motherfuckers, man, this this is stupid. Want an espresso? Yeah, no. And then he goes, he was like, Danny, where can we go get a drink? And I was like, all right, let's go get a drink. And he was like. Where's a good place to drink? And I was there, cause I worked at Voodoo downtown, so like I, I knew all the little areas. But so he was like, I was like, where you want to go somewhere with a lot of people? He was like, I kind of want to just a nice, quiet little place where we could talk, bro. He was like, I'll talk to you, bro. I know last time I was here, we wanted to do music and shit. Let's go to chop it up, bro. Let's go to a nice little spot. So I took him. Guess where I took him? You guys know the Republic, the uh, the where the Chinese restaurant is. It's uh, it's like off of like Fourth. In Kucher. Yeah, it's like 14 Kucher. It's like right there, kind of like before Burnside. 
It's a, you know, it looks like China. It's in Chinatown. Oh, on third, third and Cooch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called the Republic. Oh, okay, it's, okay. It's, it's Chinese. It's like one. It's the oldest Chinese restaurant, and the family that opened it up like in 1904, your oh, family shit. still runs it to this day. Oh, and, shit. And, and, uh, there's a nice out. little bar. You know how like a nice little quiet little Chinese yeah. like, who is dope and like Jack is from the Bay, so like he already knew that shit. So like, I took him there. He was like, it was funny because me and him were walking. He was like smoking a blunt shit. We're chopping it up and. uh these hoes walk up there and they're like, Jack, oh, hell no. Nah. And then he was like, yeah, man. And it was so tight because I was bald at the time. Remember when I, I yeah, yeah. Jack was bald. I'm dark. People always think I'm black. Motherfuckers never know. My own kids <laughs> thought I was black. One time oh, they yeah. saw CeeLo Green on TV. My own kid, no, when I was like, when they were like four or three, I'm telling them, I'm like, I'm, I'm Mexican. They're like, no, you're not. You're black. My own kids thought I was black. <laughs> so, so, so it, it's, it's funny. Is so these hoes is just like all trying to like get at the jacket. There's some nasty ass or some black hoochies and shit, and they're trying to get at the jacket. And Jack is being funny, and they're like, who's here? Because me and Jack were talking, and he was like, you interrupted me. You're interrupting us when we're trying to talk, but it's cool enough. They're like, who's that? And then she, one of the girls goes, they were both bald. She goes, is that your brother? And Jack's like, yeah, that's my brother. She's like, what, for real? And then they start, like, fucking with me. And they're always, and then Jack's smiling. And they're, like, they're like, y'all real blood brothers? And Jack's like, yeah, say mom and dad. And then she's like, it was so funny. Uh, it was tight, too, because, like, the girls wanted, it was funny, because Jack was buying all my drinks and shit. And the girls were like, you can't buy any drink? And Jack's like, no. <laughs> and then they're like fucking they're like oh you messed up that's fucked up and then, and then uh it was funny too because uh did me and jack we were getting fucking racist we're just, he likes patron he bought me a drink of patron i told jack i was like i was like jack i was like, i don't like patron he was like what i was like i drink jose cuervo and, and then uh he was like oh yeah and then he was like See, I had a couple of shots of Patron and we were slamming them down and shit. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then I was like, I fuck with Jose Cuervo. And he was like, all right, all right. And then he goes, I was like, he was like, I was like, I want to buy you a drink since you bought me a bunch of drinks. And I was like, but this time, we're drinking Jose Cuervo. And he was like, I'm with it, bro, I'm with it. And he was like, let's do it. So I got, we got Jose Cuervo and then he was mad because he was like, fuck, I'm feeling it, bro. And then he, at the time, he's like, oh, shit. And they're hitting up, Jack, you got to come perform. Jack, where are you? Jack. And his oh, manager fuck. was so mad. His manager, PK, was pissed, bro. He was like, bro. And blowing him up. He's like, yeah, yeah, man, we on our way. We on our way. And me and Jack, we just run to the coffee shop. And we're stuck with the And he, we're laughing. We're laughing. And it's funny as hell. And we get there, and PK goes, where the fuck? Where'd you take him? And the guy starts yelling at me. And he was like, bro, chill out. Just dang I don't know him. <laughs> 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 but that's Jack. That's everybody. He, wherever he would go, even PK was saying that wherever the Jack goes into whatever town he goes to, it's he. He well, he goes with the wind. Like he'll end up at a fucking random house party. Like he'll be in like Kansas City and this in the hood, and he's like, Jack, where the hell are you, bro? We're out here for a show. Like you should be at the hotel. And Jack said, like, Nah, I'm over here at this house party. Like he would just would take him oh, wherever shit. the wind would take him, and that he didn't care. Cause he was all everybody loved his ass. He was nice. He was very generous, and it was tight too. Cause I was like, Jack, I played my tear gas album out. It's all scratched. Cause I listened to that shit, like, and that was like he was literally had dropped out like a couple months prior. 
And then the Jack goes, I got you, bro. Here's a tear gas shirt. I still have it to this day, bro. He gave me a shirt. And then PK yells at him. And then he was like, I was like, bro, I need a new tear gas album. He's like, I got you, bro. Uh, he was like, hey, PK, give him a CD. And PK goes, no, bro, you guys should buy it. And Jack goes, bro, he's the homie. Give him the CD, man. And PK looks at me. And after he really gave me the shirt, I can tell him that He hates was, you. was mad because I was basically taking money from there after just him and Jack came out to Portland to do a show and he's the one that's key he's his businessman and I'm over here fucking almost gonna have Jack screwed out of the money for doing the show cause I'm getting drunk with him and he came out to Portland and all. he was mad at me for just taking Jack out of the fucking store or out of the damn shop and uh, he's mad because I'm bugging for free shit. And the jacket's giving it to me, too. Because I was yeah. like, I mean, I was, I'm drunk. I'm all asking you. I was like, bro, I want a CD. Can I get a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah. And this fool was pissed. He was like, bro, you can buy the CD. And I was like, Jack, I said I could have it. He was like, nah, man, we selling these, bro. And I was like, Jack. I was like, didn't you say I could have the CD? Jack was like, give him the fucking CD, bro. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> and he's this one looking at me pissed, bro. He's mad well, yeah, that's how Jack was. Bro, yeah. so how did you make the Jack? Like, because I know you had him on the album on the yeah, so, uh, so how I met the Jack was uh, going to the shows. I would, uh, dude, it was cool because Jack would come to the crowd. Like, at, when when I met him last time, he performed. He opened up for Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay. He's no, there's a rapper from Seattle. I don't know if you guys know M. Dot Eighty. He's from no. Seattle. He made a CD with him too, right? Yeah, he has yeah, a CD yeah. with M. Dot Eighty. He's a okay. Seattle rapper. Really dope too. Okay. Guys, check him out. Okay. Guys like that kind of music, bro. I'll check it out. One of the dopest from Seattle, M. Dot Eighty. And um, fucking M.80 came to open up for Bone. And M.80, they were working on the album together at the time, the, mm-hmm. the, the Jack and M.80 album. So when M.80's doing the show, he goes, I got a special surprise for y'all. And everybody's like, what? He was like, y'all know the Jack? And then the Jack comes out, and at the time, they're, they're playing the Glamorous Lifestyle, the shit that he did with Andre, Andre and Tina. Yeah. And uh, that shit comes on, and I was like, what? The Jack is here! And then uh, my homeboy Derek Palmer knew Jack too because he DJ for Jack at one of his shows, and we're like, yeah, we're happy, we're like, hell yeah, and uh, it, it's tight too because uh, fucking after the Jack performed, the Jack uh, next thing you know, I see the Jack going to the crowd. He's coming upstairs, and I'm like, dude, just come on upstairs, bro. And like, no one really gives a fuck because everybody's there for Bone. Bone fans didn't really know the Jack. Only a few in the show yeah. knew Jack. I'm like one of them. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm crazy. So the Jack, nobody's, he's walking through the crowd. No one, no one really, Jack didn't give a fuck. And he always would mingle with all his fans. Even Tone was telling me one of the one times we kicked it with him at the 720 Club. As you can see, look at guys, you're going to laugh at this because remember I'm telling you I'm there for Bone Thugs and Harmony? Mm-hmm. As you can see, I'm holding the Bone Thug and Harmony CDs in, in that hand. Or my friend who got kicked out. Oh, yeah, you can see, see the, eternal, the back of the Eternal E99 yeah. CD. Mm-hmm. I'm actually holding those CDs. Oh, or, shit. Or my friend, my, my backstage pass is in those CDs like an idiot. But it, it's funny because um, fucking, uh, he always was fucking, where, where was I? So, yeah. Um, he was in the Clarion crowd? Yeah, yeah, he was coming through the crowd and coming up to it. And I'm like, so he comes up to the bar. And it's funny because uh, when he comes up, even Derek was like, what the fuck? And Jack is just like, Dang me, what's up? And then he like gives me a hug, and then we're cracking up because I was we're laughing over. I bring up the story and shit about like what we meant those at the, the Republic and shit. Yeah. That was just a show. But uh, one of the other times before, so when we did the grind, me and Tonji, I told myself it was either gonna be a solo album, but the solo album was I was gonna go ham. But like I told Tom, he he was I was like, bro, I believe in you, you're dope. 
you're a good rapper. Let's do. We were recording a lot. And I was like, well, if we do this, I'm, I want to like take it to the next level. Yeah. I was like, I want to work on my favorite artist. He was like, yeah. And Tony G was working hard at the time. Too. He had like a four hundred one k. I was working hard too, and I was like, let's put up money together and shit. We met people that helped us back this on a few different tracks. We had a shout out to the homeboy Cornbread from the north. He's a fucking white boy from, like, <laughs> he goes, hey, he's a fucking hustler. Nice. Uh, but he helped us out, too. He was he believed in the, the, the vision. He seen the yeah. vision. And that's what I had. I said, bro, I wanted to work with my favorite artist. And at the time, I was like my artist. And I remember it was tight, too, because the, the first artist we got to do a song with for the album, was Messy Marv. And it was just me and Tony G who already had started our album. But uh, he was like, basically, let's uh, let's try it out. Let's see what these underground, because Twitter at the time, we were real big on Twitter and shit. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what they say. If, if the, the price is right, let's do it. Like, I, uh, we're willing to, I think, I was like, I'm down to go for a G if they ask for a verse or a G or something. And I knew that I had talked to the Jack, so Jack was my main fucking one. I was like, I'm doing a song with Jack, I don't give a fuck. Jack is yeah. my, he already said he'd do a song with me. And at the time, I was like, that was my main goal. And so we were just fucking around with me and Tony you were getting, we used to kick and get drunk all the time. And Tony you was like, watch, well, missing words, I'm not even talking shit. And he was like, hey, bro, you want to do a song with you? What's up? We got like 500 bucks, bro. Here's my phone number. Call us if you're down. And we're shooting, I shit you not, bro. We're listening two to the neck, two to the neck. <laughs> you know that messy Morrow old school track? Mm-hmm. I said two to the neck. And Tony G's slapping that shit. We're, we're bumping it. And um, he gets a call. And Tony G's like, hello? He's like, oh shit, are you messy? What? And we didn't think nothing of it. We were just, you know, bored. Let's see what they say. We didn't really have 500. <laughs> we didn't really. We were, we, were, we were putting it in motion. Like, if we do, like, maybe we should get a couple features. Let's see what we're like, 500? I'm going to do that. I was like, nah, man, 500, bro. You put a bad, I put a bad, bro. I was like, let's do it. You down? Like, I'm down. But let's see what, let's see if these motherfuckers even get back to it. Let's test the waters. And it fucking the messy bar calls it. And he like, has them on the speaker. He's like, I was good. Is this tone? I tone was good. Like, you got that money, bro? And, like, I was like, bro, I don't get paid to the bro. And he was like, yeah, man, we really, he was like, man, fuck with me. You got the money, bro. I'm down, man. I'm recording all week long at the studio right here. I got you. He was like, I'm down. And then Tone starts, the Tone, the, you know how Tone is, his, he's, he loves it. He's talk. a talker. He, he shoots the shit. Now, that's yeah. what I love about Tone. That's why, and to me, I'm more like, oh. You know, I'm I'm goofy. I'm more funny because I don't. I yeah. get nervous. I'm hella nervous. Tone just fucking is cool like a pickle. Like he's just fucking could just go in there and fucking do it. And uh, he's over here talking to. He just keeps the conversation going with Messi Marvin. He's like, yeah. He's like, man, that's my shit, bro. My favorite Messi song, bro. Who's that? He's like playing it loud. Like you're not messing with me right now. And like, oh my god, damn. Man, send me the beat, man. I'll, I'll start writing. Y'all send me that money when you got it. And we send them the beat. And I'll never forget because I chose the beat. I was like, I want it messy on it. It was tight because at the time, you guys know how I, I like, I like, I was into the whole hyphy shit. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So my dumb ass, I have a hook to this hyphy ass beat. And I, we send it. We, we send them the money. We send them the beat. And then messy. the first thing he says, he was like, bro, 
I'm not feeling that beat, bro. I'm not with that hyphy shit, bro. Because at the time, he was beefing with Mr. Fab. Really hardcore. And Mr. Fab was, on, you know, the hyphy, mm-hmm. the hyphy shit. And at the time, Messi Mar was like, I ain't fucking with the hyphy shit. And I, and I remember telling you, this, well, you're from the Bay. And I was like, don't, don't say it, Tony. And I think Tony even said, damn, bro. Like, well, yeah, yeah. You see, you don't fuck with the Ivy shit, or aren't you from the Bay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so at that time, our producer Tyrant, who produces like most of my solo albums, was like gonna mix and master our album, but he had a page of the beats, and we said, "Well, this is our dude who does our our production, bro. You look through that shit and find the beat that is your your style, because like." We we already could feel Messi Marv's energy like whatever we send him he's like my brother with tattoos whatever tattoo I choose my brother's like nah that ain't gonna work nah that ain't. I was like Man, every tattoo I ever fucking want dude I would have so many different tattoos of me and my brother would the tattoo but like that's the vibe we we're already getting from Messi Marv we're like this motherfucker is if you know, we'll send him another beat he's gonna say something like yeah. I don't like it I don't like it I don't like it <laughs> and uh, yeah he picks him out. That shit was pretty tight. It was a funky, funky ass beat, and it was so tight. It was like it's so surreal. It was like, we, and I never would have thought in a hundred. I love Messi Marvin. I'm still a fan of Messi Marvin to this day, but I would have never ever thought that I would have had a song with Messi Marvin. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was just so surreal. But I remember the next one was Chingo Bling. <laughs> Chingo like, Bling. Yeah, like a couple, oh, like, like, it was about like a because the grind was literally it took us a year to record it. And then another another year to do the mixing and mastering and all the graphics. It was about a good two years to put that out mouth. From, from I remember we started it in July, August of '09, and it was like released in 2011. Like it was yeah. like April. It was, it was like 420. Mm-hmm. 11 when we dropped it, and it was it was just a good time, man. I remember like every month we were we linking up where to save our money and shit, and. I, I would put up some money. People put up some money. We're like, let's try the next one, and it was tight too, cause like, we'll see what Chingo says. Cause we were, at the time, Chingo was funny on Twitter, man. You guys know Chingo Blues, so. and we're like, and Tone was like all about wanting to like stick to our, you know, our our, our Latin shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Mexicans. Let's so, let's just let's let's try to. And I was like, I like that. I was like, you're right. You know, like we just can't. Rock with all the fucking hood black dudes. We gotta get some Mexican fools on it. And uh, Chingo Bling, we did the shit. It was tight too. But Chingo was a little, he was a heckler, bro. Chingo is about, you know what I mean? His ass literally was bar. He charged you bar per bar. Oh, really? Like his ass, you couldn't just get a 16 bar verse for a certain price. His ass is like, like four, four bars. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Like what? Like and his <laughs> funny ass voice and shit. And. Uh, Literally, we, I was like, me and Tony G, we said, well, we got like 750, we could do 12. Yeah, 12 bars. And I was like, I want the full 16, though. And Tony was like, bro, Tony didn't want to go over five. So we're like, 750? And Tony's like, that's pushing, bro. Like, Tony was like, already going to like back out of the whole fucking project by then. He's like, I don't even want to stop my list. He was, like, he was like, fuck this, bro. We ain't doing no music then. And I was like, bro, I was like, he was like, we can get, he was like, well, we can get a hook for 500 then if you, if, you know. And then I was like, well, let's at least get a 12 bar for, we'll do the 750. I'm like, come on, bro. He was like, all right. He went in because like Chingo like, hit us up right away. So once they hit us up, then that's where we're, it's going to go. We're going to fucking do it. 
Yeah. We're, we're going all the fucking way. Yeah, you and, got their uh, attention. Yeah, we have to. Like, we're not going to look like some assholes. Yeah. Like, and there was a few we did there. I'll tell you a few. <laughs> we, 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 we got our fucking hopes up for it. But, uh, fucking Chingo Blue, we did the tour. But we, as, as you guys hear that track, we turned it into a 16. Because we did the last four bar. Chingo does what he wants and the woman loving it. Yeah. We, as you can see, we repeated it. You know how like some verses you can hear rappers kind of like yeah, yeah. The last they're like they're a course to make so, it. So yeah. like we, we it, it's still it's still a day no one can really tell. Like it sounds like a full verse, but uh, and what he says is really funny. And uh, that song was really tight. That song like that's like one of Tone's favorite songs. Like, yeah, it's like a giddy up song. It starts the album right. I, I remember when we did the. I I was really critical on myself because I wrote like three different hooks to that, and I, it was hard because I was like, damn, this is a song with Chingo. And like, and I and still I love it to this day. But I'm not gonna lie to you. When I first did the song with the Chingo Bling track, I was really critical on the hook. I was kind of mad. Like I remember being disappointed in the hook. But like Tone was like, no, nah, do it. And he was still behind. And that's what I love about Tone. Like he was always somebody like, no, nah, he like pushed you to believe and to like. And that's what I love about Tone. And I was always trying to like have that same energy back to him, and he would feel that way because like yeah. he could like his ass could motivate you to like. Literally jump off a bridge. Like, well, I want to <laughs> tone get out, I'll do it too. Like, literally, I'll jump off that bridge with Tone just because he did. But no, that's how, like, I, I, he was like, no, nah, bro. And he gave me the energy. I remember when I did the hook, I didn't like what I wrote on the hook, but then the energy, when we were recording it, he was with me in the booth and he was like, no, do it like this in the ad libs. And then I remember doing the ad libs and it was fun. I was like, damn, all right. And then he was like, do your little voice thing. And I was like, well, you know, your Damey voice. Dude, just put that energy in it. And he, as you can hear it, too, it's like, still this day, I, I love that song now. Like, it, like when I first, after we got it back from mixing and mastering, I was like, okay. And then, like, it was tight to do who mixed and mastered the album. He would revamp the beats. So, like, it was all, it was so tight because, like, there'd be songs we did to a different beat. But the dude who was mixing and mastering was a beat maker, too. He didn't like the beat. He was like, hold on, guys. I made it, like, on the ground, or my first album, I sent songs to him, and, like, the homeboy Richard P., who was producer, who helped me record the album, and the whole, that whole album was a whole nother story, we'll go into that another day, <laughs> but, like, there, there was, Richard P. was kind of mad, because there were songs that I did with Richard P., there were Richard P.'s songs, but Tarrant, who was mixing and mastering my album, he was kind of, he was, he was serious about his music, and he was just like, me he would send me a track, I redid a whole new beat to it. And it was tight because he would he would redo redo shit. So when you're waiting to get the shit mixed and mastered, you would, you would hear different shit. He would add shit to the beat, and you would get it back the day you would get it. It's like oh man, it's like Christmas. Yeah. It was like you're listening to your own music, but you're listening to like it's like goddamn the shit. And I Polished. even said that in my old album. I said the shit's just old. It just gets produced. Like I, the songs are old. <laughs> we just send them and they get produced. They get produced, and that's like it's a whole another feeling. It's like Damn, like, yeah, these songs are dope, but they're old, but they're still tight. They just get produced. Yeah. Get, there's so many songs that I was going to ask you, bro, um, bro, that song on that album, bro, I like that one with Porky, bro. Yeah, that's that my fucking, nephew. That from, bass from Fresno. fucking kicks, bro, that bass. That's my nephew. He, my, that's my nephew. He's older than me, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, my, I have nieces and nephews older than me. You guys, How did that come together? That shit came together because, like, Porky was some. He's another person that motivated. I was doing rap music all the way here. But my nephew's in Fresno. They live in Fresno because my oldest brother lived in Fresno. I'm the youngest of six, so I have nieces and nephews older than me. Like, mm -hmm. you guys know my niece, Amber. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amber's my niece. Mm-hmm. She's older than me. She's three years older than me. And I'm her uncle. Same, me and her mom have the same parents. Oh, okay, okay. My, my mom and dad, dude, I was a, like a babe. Like, when they had me, my brothers and sisters were like in their 20s and shit. 18 oh, shit. years old, their teens. I'm the, the second one who's youngest to me is nine years older than me. So, like, I'm a baby, 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 man. Like, they're hell yeah. older than me. So, my nieces and nephews growing up with them were like my brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters were more like my aunts and uncles. Yeah. Felt like It was weird growing up, man. Mm-hmm. And um, my nephews put me on to a lot of the music. A lot of the, they're from Fresno, so they were by the Bay. They put me on to everything West Coast. That's dope. And that's why he was always trying to do music. But I was in Portland, and I would go every summer to go visit my family, and I would stay the summers and shit. And, he was, he was like an idol to me. He was my nephew. I was like, he wanted, he was rapping back in like the late 90s. And he, in the early 2000s, he had a rap group called the Block Riddles. They rapped with the Mafigas. They rapped with Killer Tay. They rapped with Keith the Sneak. Oh, wow. They rapped with Amp Pacino. They, they have a, they, they never really, they put out some albums, but it was like underground. They didn't really go all the way. Like I took it. And that's why he always said he was proud of me and shit. But, uh, on that, the, with the song with Porky, bro, like, it was hella tight because uh, when I was doing The Grind, I didn't get Porky on my... I did reach out to him when I did the No Time to Waste. We did a song with him on No Time to Waste. But as you can say, we I had, like, over 47 songs. And we had to, we had to go down to... Still, like, 19 was a lot of songs that were put out. And I wanted as many songs as I could put on the CD. As uh, going through back and forth... The songs that the producer were and the guy was mixing master and shit, he was like, I'm not feeling this crap. I then he was sending it to me, I was like, I'm not feeling it either. Mm-hmm. So I was I was just like described it and I yeah. felt bad because it was my like my idol, man. Mm-hmm. I got, he was the one I looked up to, he, he helped me get my push. And he was kind of upset too when I actually pressed up my album. I was like, Where's the song? What did I do with you and I was like, bro, I, I took it off. There are a lot of people that got their feelings hurt, you know. Like, Damn. Like, you know, like, even Tom was kind of mad because, like, I wasn't messing with him a lot of times, like, doing music with Richard P. And Tom was mad at me because he was like, whatever happened to us doing music, you know? And at the time, like, you know, I got in trouble with the police and I was dealing with a lot of shit. And, you know, nothing, nothing bad, but, like, when I got out of jail, I met Craziness and Richard P. Like, it was... I, I'll never forget, you know, who introduced me to Richard P. And how I got to meet Craziness Craziness made me where I took it serious was motherfucking Freddy Freddy's ass it's amazing because I'm sitting here and thinking the motherfucker who helped me get to the next point was really the key player was Freddy, Freddy bro. Like, thinking about it I was like wow man I would have never got that serious if it wasn't hey quick story bro about Freddy real quick uh <laughs> There was a funny story that you told me uh, years ago, and yeah. I had to bring it up about uh, <laughs> just quick story. You want to talk about it about well, the lunchroom? Oh yeah, yeah. So like me and Freddie, man. Like I love Freddie to this day. You know, like <laughs> we both love each other. But goddamn, man. Like when I first met him, we had a, like we didn't like each other. Man, Freddie was a, like an asshole, bro. Like seriously. <laughs> and um, I'm in the lunchroom. I'm like, yeah, man. There's a guy named Freddie. He's like. He's a, he's a dick, and I'm like I'm like literally talking shit about him. And I'm like, I don't know if you ever met this guy. He's a, he's a bald dude, and uh, I didn't know it was his sister. And his sister was like, "Yeah, that's my brother you're talking about." And I'm like, "Oh shit, my god!" I was like, "Let me get him for you." I was, I was like, "I'm just playing." <laughs> 
But I even think she was like, yep, that's, uh, that's him. Oh, like, dude. I, 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 I want to say she even agreed with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody that knows Freddie would agree with you, She Freddie. was like, yeah, you're so... And I felt so bad, I like, I immediately went and like, had to tell him and shit. And, I remember it was like really testy too. Like I wanted to fight him in the gym. I remember one time for at an assembly, bro. He like he flipped my ear. Always in front of me, just my earlobe. How hard? I'm like, bro, I'll fuck your ass up. He was like, do it. I'm like, I'm like, I'll fucking keep your fucking ass. I'm like, motherfucker. Come on. Where is this? Middle school or high school? This is Roosevelt High School, bro. Oh, like, shit, like we're both like, no, I'll keep you. You want to do it? I'll fucking fight you. I'll fight you. None of us did shit. We're just sitting there like face to face. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. You're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started hanging out. Bro. It was weird. Like, we used to, and it was funny because we used to, uh, back in the day, we'd go body. Where you would have 10 seconds and you would call somebody out. And you just swing at each other, but you can't hit each other in the face or in the balls. You just got to hit each other in the, in the chest and, the, like, all in your body. Just Boxing gloves or just fists? Oh, okay. I remember that and shit. Freddie loved we, playing we, that we game. Go body. We just fucking swing, and we would, it would, we, it would hurt, bro. And like we would get so into it, you would really get mad, and you would, it would turn into a real fight. Cause you would start, <laughs> somebody would accidentally hit you when you're swinging, going at each other. You're gonna end up hitting each other in the fucking face, and what happens is like it really turns real. You gotta exactly. stop, like stop, stop, and pull each other off. Like bro, like for real, it would get bad. We had a homeboy named Fat Anthony. He brought that game to Roosevelt High School. He's from, uh, he's from fucking uh, New Jersey. Or something? Fat Anthony, uh, Homer City. He oh, was a, he was a big fat show. He's a dude with the with the uh, radio in the backpack. Oh. <laughs> His ass was he like, brought the game in the radio. He was a school clown, bro. That guy. He was like my twin, man. He had a fucking crazy ass dude. But yeah, he. Yeah, we used to do that. We go to the Tamaracks. I don't know if you guys know the homeboy Arturo Ochoa. Uh, I, I, I know who I'm, but I, I never remember. Yeah. Tamaracks. Yeah, yeah, the Tamaracks. And then we bring boxing gloves in because, like, some motherfuckers knew how to fucking scrap. So we had to bring boxing gloves in because there's motherfuckers who knew how to box. And, like, I don't know if you guys know Big Ass Charles. Remember Charles? I remember yeah. Charles. Tim and Charles. Yeah. And Tim Patterson. Fucking Big Ass Charles was yo. You gotta think. We, and he we, said it was all swimming. Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That shit was that's what he said. It was sad. I got to think too. You have like a scrawny little my homeboy shirt. It was Steve Steve uh, Mawson. Steve Mawson, a little white dude, but he would be all he was backyard wrestling kind of guy. Okay. And like he, and we, we would have like, like that guy can't box him. Like yeah, gonna kill him. And it was like really, it was always anything bad. I didn't really do it too much. I did it a few times because. I'm so I don't like to be hurt, bro. You hurt me. It hurts. I want to like I get serious, bro. Like exactly. I'm gonna fucking grab a weapon and hit you with a fucking brick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like to me, that ain't cool. Like I think I went at it with Freddie too, and I think I got mad at Freddie because he hit me in the fucking face. And I was like, that's enough. You hurt me. I remember I like, oh, stop, stop. And I'm looking, I'm like, bro, I want to fuck you up, bro. Like, I think it was in the backyard of his fucking house. <laughs> he literally just. Punching me in the fucking mouth. I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> no, because you know when you get hit, you're like, hold on, hold on. Exactly. I'm Is like, this fair play? Cause I'm I'm like, gonna let me see if I'm bleeding I'm or like, not. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, this motherfucker just sucked me in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy. Was that pre, uh, pre-anime Freddy or was it? It is yeah, pre-anime. I think like okay. the next year later. I was like, I missed the Cholo Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out, Damien. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna hit stop real quick, bro. Yeah. We'll come back and uh let's do it again. Yeah. All right, man. Peace out. Peace.